Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Koopalings. Happy Sunday. Happy 19 days until Tears of the Kingdom. How are you, Donnie? I'm doing good. Good morning, Koopalings. Welcome to Shack. Good morning. We have exciting stuff to talk about today. I know you've been playing Advance Wars. I played Advance Wars. We have an indie direct to talk about. It's going to be some exciting stuff. I am just so hyped for the next few weeks. Like I'm feeling it. It's rushing through my blood, the adrenaline. I can't stop thinking about Zelda. Ah, I'm so excited. I might need to change my name. Just not eating much these days. I don't know. What? I don't know. I'm just not like, no, I'm not like that. Like, I'm excited to play it. I can't wait to play it, but I'm not like, it'll hit you. It's going to hit you within the next few days. I know it is. I started on Twitter a countdown. I'm doing hashtag TOTK countdown, inviting everybody to share their favorite memory, um, thoughts, whatever about each Zelda game leading up to Tears of the Kingdom. Today is day one because there's 19 mainline Zelda games. The good ones. Well, listen, I thought of this missing Hyrule Warriors, your hatred for Hyrule Warriors. I didn't think of the idea fast enough to include all the, the side games. That being said, today is day one with the original Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. So if you want to participate, you can you can see the list on my Twitter. Each day is a different Zelda game. You can use that hashtag, share your memories, share a drawing, share, you know, something that you love about each game, pictures, thoughts, whatever you want to share. I have barely um, ever played I'm, I'm getting the, hype the original rolling. Legend of Zelda. You have or haven't? No, I've played it. I just I've barely really ever played it. Oh, okay. I've never really like when I when I encountered it as a youth, fellow youths in my childhood, I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> For me, like Zelda really begins at Link to the Past. Um, I've went back to it like as it's had various virtual console releases. I've bought it various different times, and every time I play it for like an hour. Like I, yeah. I guess people thought well, this was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at the time it was awesome. I don't know. My first experience at like like you, it was after I'd played a lot of the newer games at the time. My first experience was in that collector's edition that came when you pre-ordered Wind Waker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was my first experience. And like, yeah, it was kind of hard for me to jump into after playing Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time and Link to the Past and stuff. But I I messed around with it as a kid, but then I finally sat down and played it to completion like two or three years ago. Wow. Uh, I used a physical guide. I didn't use any online resources. I used Phil Summers' hand-drawn game guide. Uh, and I streamed it and I didn't use any save states. And it was very, um, I think, interesting. Like, yes, Zelda has evolved so much since, but it was very interesting to see the roots of my favorite game series. Yeah. Yeah. That's good and stuff. Tears of the Kingdom is going to be the first time, first time that we saw Lynels in 3D was Breath of the Wild. This is going to be the first time that we see Gleox in 3D, which I think is pretty cool because they were, it was a boss in Zelda 1. That is cool. 
I, I, I mean, I've definitely become aware of a lot of Zelda one's importance and, mm-hmm. you know, at least to the lore and to the universe, uh, it's kind of base building, but I'm good. Maybe they'll remake it one day or something, but I'm good. Maybe. I don't want to do that. I want them to release that prototype where they did Breath of the Wild in like the Zelda one yeah. engine. Do you remember that? Cool. Like that That'd would be, be cool. so cool. Even if it's not a full game or, you know, completable or whatever. Yeah, just do like a little highlights thing, like a, a little demo thing. Demo. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome, actually. Yeah. But other than just getting hyped for Tears of the Kingdom, uh, I'm trying to, because I'm done with Advance Wars now. We can talk a little bit about Advance Wars because I know that's what you're playing. But mm-hmm. um, I, my review's out. If, if you want to see it, my review uh, for it. Advance Wars is out. I gave it a four out of five. There are a couple things that like, I wish it had like the async. It doesn't have asynchronous multiplayer online battles. Like you have to be connected. It does have online time. multiplayer. It does, but like we both have to be like online playing each right. other at the same time. Which again, it also has, other games um, like Wargroove has asynchronous. I was surprised it has local wireless play. It does. Yeah. So if you're picking it up with your family, if you have a family of switches, mm-hmm. you guys can face off against each other. I presume. You would need multiple copies of the game. It's not like 3DS where you so. can yeah. stand up like a family share connect. I miss that so yeah. much. I do too. I really like the DS had that. Wasn't it called like DS Play or something? I forget. Well, yeah, I forget what they called it. I just remember I remember doing it DS a lot share. on 3DS. I With 3DS, mm-hmm. we did it a bunch. We did it with Star Fox. We did it with, I want to say Mario Kart. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but I feel like we played Mario Kart together on 3DS with just one copy. And, um, Star Fox in the Zelda game, right? Triforce Heroes. Yes, I think download play. That's what it was called. I can't it was so much fun. Says. And it was, it's such a, I understand. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. I just want Nintendo to like, if they want to push their whole, like everybody needs their own switch family of systems thing, then they need to make that more of a thing. Like trying yeah. to then tell people with, but you need to buy 14 copies of the game so you can all, that's ridiculous. <laughs> The only game I can think of that does it is Clubhouse 51. But Correct. not all the games are available. It's just exactly. Exactly. And that's yeah. tragic. But it's it's like a it's like um I understand what I was going to say is I understand why they don't do it. Or at least if you if you heard me pause, I was going through my head just the snaps as I was making I think the reason they don't do it probably is Pokemon. <laughs> because if they did it for every game but Pokemon, then people would be like, why don't you do it for Pokemon? But they sell well, so many extra copies of Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know, because they have done things like Cloud Game for everything but Pokemon and yeah. Splatoon. So, like, I feel like they could make Pokemon the exception and, like, nobody would... Pr- like, we'd complain about it online, but, like, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think anybody would Any care. party game that they have should just do it, period. Mario Party, party should do it. Yeah, any party game or multiplayer centric game should do that. Should have wireless play as an option. Yeah. You should be able to play yeah. Mario Kart. You should be able to play Smash. Um, you should be able to play Arms. You should be able to do all of that. Mario Party, Clubhouse games, any of that, you should have local wireless play all the time. Yeah, I agree. Alas, we do not. Yeah. Um, Advanced we'll talk more about Advanced Wars because I'm so excited to hear your thoughts but just real quick what else I've uh, been doing this week I finally got I don't know if you can see my uh, stray vinyl Ooh, and I do see it up there with all the little goodies yeah. uh, it took nine months I pre-ordered it 
back in the middle of July last year. Wow. And the physical copy with all the little extras would have shipped had I not put it in the same order as the vinyl, which mm. took until now. So they yeah. both arrived this week. The very excited. Run. It's very beautiful. Like you can't really see it here, but yeah. the, the, um, no, no, no. I mean the, the little like logo and stuff, like when you move it around, it like has uh, that metallic rainbow kind of glimmer on it. It's so pretty. Uh, is yeah, it lim- so limited run? It was, I am eight bit. I am eight bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing. That's different cool. company. Yes, and I got the physical, and uh, yeah, so I was excited about that. I did a little photo shoot with my cat. What's going on with and... Stray? What do you mean? I feel like it should be released on more platforms by now. I honestly have been expecting like a surprise I don't know if like, it will. S- Switch announcement. That's what I'm wondering. Like, is it, it actually like locked down to a console exclusive? I don't know. Well, it's on PC, too. Yeah, but, you know... With today's world, that doesn't count. So it released July 19th. So we're coming up on its one year. I presume, I feel like Stray probably has one year exclusivity and then it should pop oh, up other places. And I think I've been thinking this since I've seen Stray. It's a very pretty game, it's very beautiful. I think you can do Stray on Switch. Like really? if you could do Near Automata and stuff on Switch, like I think you can do Stray on Switch. Like I, that's a game that I keep wondering if. In a fall direct or a winter direct or something, if we just don't see it pop up and we're like, oh, oh, snap, Stray's come to Switch. That'd be cool. Maybe they do cloud. I would buy it again on Switch. But I, I could I, see it like going on Game Pass on Switch. Yeah, I could see Game that. Game Pass. Yeah. Like I, I would not like, like a cloud version. Find other people. I would not. I would not enjoy cloud version. I would want a physical release for Switch. I would buy it again. I think we've seen, and it's a very beautiful game. And maybe I'm dismissing it. I just, when I played it based like on the systems and stuff, I feel like you could lower a lot of the visual settings in that game and, and get it to switch. I think that's possible. Probably. Yeah, yeah considering so. some of the other stuff that we've seen on Switch, I'm sure they could do it. I got Doom Eternal going on Switch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I, and I'm, and the difference is I feel like that's a game that's worth porting. Stray is a very solid base. As you said, you were like, I'd buy it again. People love their mm-hmm. cat games especially on switch we see that all the time like i think it would still move copies i I, that might be a good idea that it could be a console exclusive for one year uh i personally hope slash think that they're working on a sequel straight to not just because it was wildly successful but the ending i know a lot of people were unhappy with the ending but it kind of that's my favorite thing about the game people are unhappy about the ending because he never actually reconnected with his cats, his group, his clan. Uh, mm. So I think a sequel could probably be the second half of that story. The reunification. I dig it. Yeah. I thought the ending was the best part of my the best part of my experience. One of the better endings. I like video it. games that I've that I've had recently. I liked it, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now XBS says Kenna. Um, that's a game that I would have. That's a game I would not want to come to Switch. <laughs> I forgot that existed. I love that game. That game is incredible. I feel like that was a game come. that was like a big deal at the time and then like went away. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those like consumption games, like everybody played it, they beat it and then they just moved on. But I love Kenna. Mm-hmm. Kenna was one of my favorite games of the year. It came out. Yeah. I bought it twice. So it's squarely in there, but playing Kenna on like 
switch joy cons or just like switch controls in period like that's a very there's a lot of a lot of pairing it's a very action-oriented game i, I don't mm, i don't know about that one yeah where astray is like there's some combat in it but it's very simplistic it's more it's more like, of a platform exploration platformer it'd totally be fine at like 30 frames a second you know like mm-hmm. it'd totally be fine at like 720p you know like mm-hmm. you could really i feel like you could really tone that game down and it'd be, it'd be just fine Mm-hmm. I hope they just wouldn't because I feel like that's like a very visually dark game. I hope that they wouldn't like dull like the brightness of it to kind of hide any kind of muddle muddied. Visuals. That's the beauty of the OLED. That stuff should pop. Yeah, I would think. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, I want to talk about one other little indie that I've been playing after I beat Advance Wars. I'm I'm trying to fill my time before Tears of the Kingdom sure. with some indies, yeah. uh, and specifically like five hour and under indies, uh, just because that's like I hate to say it, it's like the sweet spot for games for me right now. Okay. No, I feel <laughs> um, I love I love short games right now. I don't know, but I'm playing. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Lost Words Beyond the Page came out a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, I'm playing it on Switch, but it's everywhere. I think it's on like PSN. I think it's on Game Pass. I think it's everywhere at this point. It's on Steam. But I bought it because it's on sale for $2 right now, today. It ends today. If, you, if this sounds interesting to you, go buy it today. It is written by, do you know the famous author, I played Terry this game. Pratchett? I played you know this Terry game. Pratchett, the famous author, Discworld, Good nope. Omens? Not even a little bit. Whoa. Oh my God. Okay. So his daughter, Rihanna Pratchett, she's a writer. She's a game writer. She wrote this game. But this, Donnie, this game, I, I want to know how much you remember of it because this feels like this game was made for me. Mm. It is about a girl named Izzy. She wants to be a writer. She yeah. writes in her journal. So it's like half of the storytelling is her writing in her journal, and the other half is like regular platforming that like you would expect. And you kind of help Izzy make this character uh, who is, I guess, kind of like a personification of herself or like her ideal self. And so my character named her Grace, um, you platform like across the words, but then you can use the words to like you can move some of them around to interact with the pages. Like um, you can like take the word blue for blow out the candles and there's like a drawing of like candles on a birthday cake and like you blow them out with the words um there's so much like symbolism like she finds out that her spoiler grandmom is sick like had a stroke or something and so she like is you're platforming on the words and the words break from underneath you to like show that As she's, she's broken. The story yeah. <gasps> oh it's so good it's so good and then in like the regular platforming like regular gameplay part of it uh, you collect these words that you can use in your environment, like, um, and it's like stored in a book. So, like, once you collect the words, you have this whole book of stuff that you can use to interact with your environment. Like, uh, for example, the first word you find is rise, and you can take that out of the book and like use it to like bring you know the ground up to help her go wherever she needs to go. Um, and it is so good. Oh my God. I love the storytelling. Like, I love how the narrative is being told. I love that she's a writer. Like, it reminds me of me. It's like, really, like, I feel like it's, it's really going to be special to me by the end. Yeah. You're connected to it. That's good. Yeah. So I love the game. I just started I, it. I'm like an hour. You in said maybe. It, 
I was wondering, I was like, that sounds really familiar. And then all it took was me seeing a picture of the page that she writes on. I was like, I remember this game. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I reviewed mm -hmm. that game. Did you like it? For the developer. It was a couple years ago, or at least I feel like it was a couple years. I feel like it was on Empire. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> like, I feel oh, like I remember talking wow. about this game to Elaine, I think. Um, okay. But yeah, no, no, I, 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 I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got, it was kind of like... Um, I've played similar games like it, um, but it definitely is kind of like, it's kind of like trying. There's like Life is Strange, like kind of vibes. There's, there's a little bit mm -hmm. of, a little bit of. There vibes. are some choices to make. Yeah. 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 There's some stuff in there, but no, I, I like the game. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, well, hopefully Stand I'm going to finish for next boxes. week because it's so short. That's yeah. It's, deal. I don't know how much it normally is. Let me see. It's 20. Yeah, it's on sale for $2 on Steam and Switch right now. Save 85%. And it's like not one of those games where it's like, oh, you know, shovelware $2 kind of sale. Like, like this is this is a good game, I can already tell. Switch is yeah, two dollars and twenty-four cents. Normally fifteen. The sale ends today, I think. So yeah, ends in 26 hours. So go get it if you're listening, if you want to play it. Um, so yeah, that is what I have really been up to. My cats are killing each other. Sorry. They're like rolling in a ball, just attacking one Aww. another. <laughs> ah, oh yeah, I use stuff. I use gold coins for it, so it was it was pretty much free. I use gold coins on something this week too. Oh, I bought Dying Light on Switch. Ooh. Just because. How was it? Like just I love Dying Light. So I just was like, I'm I'm not even gonna play it on switch oh. i just wanted to buy it oh, but with with gold it. coins it was like so the game is on sale for like seven bucks which is a heavy discount um and even if you wanted like a used physical copy those physical copies on switch are still like pretty valuable They're like 30 40 bucks mm -hmm. um so seven dollars was good and then with my gold coins it was like four dollars it's like four thirty five or so. i was like this is ridiculous so i bought it and i did play through like the first couple of missions it's okay it's not like how I would want to play the game, but it is. It's 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 impressive that it's as playable as it is. I guess is what I would say. It's not like your Automata great, but it's it's close. It's not Doom Eternal good, but it's it's getting there. Um, okay. It's just it's a little choppy, a little framey, um, specifically when like within camera movement, which is um, like that is something I'm a stickler for. But it's actually visually, it's still very it's very good actually how well it is it's like playing a 360 version of it on the go the thing that i was surprised about though is that it features full crossplay with pc so uh, if you I, had I, a PC I feel game, like that is so unnecessary well so many people have got the pc game for like free <laughs> like they've given the game away for so many years like and um before dying so 2 came out base. yeah they gave away all the dlc and everything so like if you have it on pc or if you want to play it on pc then you can use the switch as like a portable companion and just kind mm -hmm. of, you know, take it around with you, which is interesting. I, when I first started playing Rebecca, I was like, Oh, I never finished the the following DLC that I had. I was like, maybe this is how I'll do it. But then I reminded myself, I'm going to get one of those. Uh, I'm going to get that Asus ally soon. I was like, I'm just going to, I'll never do this actually, but, Donnie, but I, I, I bullied you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but had I not thought of that, I might have tried it. But no, it's it's pretty for seven dollars if you've never played it. I love it. It's one of my favorite zombie games ever. Okay, cool. Okay. 
Cool, cool, cool. Okay, talk to me about Advance Wars. Yeah, Advance Wars. I've played. Um, I don't want to say a lot, but all, although like it did take me a while. I think I've played like the tutorial plus a couple of missions. Okay. Like mission seven, six, seven, eight, something like that, which felt mm-hmm. like took me like an hour plus. Like I was playing it for a minute. You know, it's not like super fast. Mm-hmm. So immediately I was hit with the things we were talking about last week. You see the edge of the board and it very much has like this board game feel. That is not yeah. anything that I've ever remembered with like Advance Wars, like for my memory of Advance Wars. It my memory of Advance Wars was like always like way. terrain in sprites, <laughs> you know, is very much like, and I'm wondering if that was purposeful to maybe tone down on it's like a warfare feeling, Ooh. you know, it's like, oh, they're toys, you know, like <laughs> it has a clubhouse games like feel. It does. Um, that yeah. one game in clubhouse games, there's literally a tank game. It's, it, I think it's, um, it might be like the, it might be the sound effects when you're selecting and moving things. I don't know, but I like I, I, I just kept thinking of Clubhouse games. I was like, this does kind of feel like maybe it shares, I don't know, an engine or something. It is Unity, right? I think Unity, they made they made it with Unity. So maybe Clubhouse was made. I don't know. But it's I definitely got that feeling as soon as I, I was like, this is what Rebecca was talking about. Um so you got that vibe too. Remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. A ton, actually. I was surprised the Digital Foundry came out and they were, you know, they were not like they they were at least highlighting some issues with performance and the visuals. Really? Which I got to say I feel like had nobody if the Digital Foundry had never said it, nobody would notice cuz I haven't noticed it at all. I I don't think Me this neither. is a game. I don't think this is a game that you can actually. I'm sure like if you want to pull up graphs like Digital Foundry you can. But the game is yeah. so slow. The gameplay is so slow. And it's so, you know, turn-based, like you're not gonna, nobody's gonna know, it affects nothing. I played Um, mostly on handheld and it just like, I thought it was great. People are, I say people, I don't want to give it too much credit. I'm not, I saw it on Reddit a little bit and in the Digital Foundry video, there's a large breakdown about how much people may have enjoyed the sprite work from the originals versus the 3D models. Yeah, I'll always prefer sprite work. Always. And I do think, I do think I would, this would have been a great game to give you the ability to toggle. In certain remakes, we've gotten the ability to mm-hmm. toggle between new and old graphics. And this would have been a great game to be able to like click a button and like, it looks like it used to and click a button. And it, this is the new modern look. Um, yeah. That because might be I, because WayForward developed it and they might not, they literally might not have had like any of the code from the original. <laughs> sure. True. Um, that said, I like the look of the, of the new models and stuff. I think it's totally nice. Uh, it very much looks like WayForward. It has kind of like that WayForward, and I think that, again, adding to like your board game type of feel, like WayForward has like a plasticky kind of style where like all of their surfaces, even if they're not like material, like even their people and stuff are kind of shiny. Like Shantae's always been mm-hmm. that way, you know, mm-hmm. so everything kind of comes off like this plastic, plastic look, but also like there's almost like a light being directed like right on top mm-hmm. of everything, you know, like um, a board game. Yeah. So. I understand why people would say that, but I'm not having any issues with it all. I am having a bunch of fun. I haven't played it as much as I wanted to because I beat I beat Resident Evil 4. 
Um, my wife's away this weekend, so I haven't had a super ton time to play. But in the time that I've had to play, I was like, I've got to get this done. I got to finish this, get this off my plate so I can play Advance Wars and get ready for Redfall before Breath of the Wild. Um, so I only got to get in for about a couple hours yesterday. I plan on playing a lot more. But even after a couple hours, I was like, this feels so good to have back. Um, mm-hmm. I had forgotten a few things about the combat. I didn't, I didn't remember or realize that as your enemies get, as your units get weaker, that they, they they perform much less. And I was like, Oh, I forgot all about that. There's just so much more. And I think that's what makes this game great outside of its obvious comparisons to fire Emblem. There's so much more strategy here. Advance Wars was always like that. There's so much more strategy in Advance Wars. There's so many more unit combinations um than it is in Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is very character based. You're worried about permadeath, you're worried about relationships. Advance Wars is digital risk. It's digital axis and allies. You know, it is it doesn't matter. Like your tank doesn't have a name. You can sacrifice 60 of them and which I know. thought was like I kind of took issue to that. Like that's why I kind of headcan is like, oh, it's just a board game, it's just a game between friends, it's not like a big deal. And like the the I'm trying to look for the word disregard for life that the characters have like you there's no penalty for going through hundreds of troops the art of war right it's very much that like you just go for it and win xbs no it's not an rpg in terms of your units but you do have like co's and stuff that you do get story and you do follow character progression they just don't matter on the battlefield your units are just units they're just that so yeah it's risk and um Having not played it in a long time, I will tell you this. I never, like, I always, I've told this a bunch of times, so I won't go, like, super far in it. But having never grown up with portables, I'd always, like, kind of learned about Pokemon or Advance Wars and stuff, either through friends or borrowing theirs or playing on school bus and stuff. I loved Advance Wars when I was younger. And particularly, I, I really miss Battalion Wars. I would love for that to come back one day. Um, Isn't that the same series? It's like a an evolution of it but yeah on the wii and the gamecube we had battalion wars and it was like 3d um i love that game game was really great because if you type in advanced wars like the wikipedia page for it is like wars and then it's like advanced wars battalion wars i always assumed i don't i mean it's not like my memory of battalion wars wasn't like nail and max and stuff but it was very very advanced war so i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if they're somewhat connected um but all that said i'm really really happy that we finally have these games and they're here and i'm glad that i bought them i think because for 60 dollars, you get two full campaigns plus the map builder, a lot of content plus the multi like it's totally worth the money if you're into this sort 100%. of game um with the multiplayer and the map editing there's like endless amounts so if you're really into like if you're that type of gamer that really loves you know, like Civ or chess or anything like that. There's so much good to be had here. And um, I'm, I think way forward did a really good job with it. I think they knocked out of the park. Mm-hmm. This is the soundtrack. It's stuck in my head. It's just my impression from a couple hours in, but I'm just like, I'm so happy to be back here. <laughs> like, you know, this is, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. 
Uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I uh, It's a lot of game, a lot, a lot of game. So I yeah. feel like it is, we're going to talk about it, but it's going to get kind of swept under. Like, I feel like all these good games get swept under by Xenoblade. First Live Alive got swept under by Xenoblade. And now there's that exciting DLC that's coming, what, in a couple mm-hmm. days that is going to sweep this under the rug. People were going to buy this think... and then... Uh, I don't. I I question how many people were going to push it. I I would love to hear about Advance Wars numbers because I I just I never got the sense on Twitter and stuff. I remember when the direct was shown, then we got the Orange Star thing. I was like, oh my god, Advance Wars is coming back, and I just felt like nobody knew or cared. Like I just don't think that's that they've got a big base, not like Xenoblade. So that's true. Um, the last thing I want to say about it is that the whole time I was playing, I was gaslighting myself because of the voice of andy i was like oh my god this sounds like veronica taylor like it sounds just like ash ketchum but no they didn't get veronica taylor for this it just sounds like her it is it is veronica taylor nice there are quite a number of uh celeb voices in the game like um i enjoy the voice show pro zd he does uh eagle and another character um the person who i thought was sammy i thought that uh sammy was ashley birch but it is not the whole time i was like it sounds just like her but it's not her but yeah there's a couple other famous voices it's very exciting Mm. no i am enjoying the voice acting for sure oh and the before we move on i mean just the opening cinematic was very good awesome like i love this i was like this is great i'll watch this whole damn anime (laughs) i was gonna say for all the times we get questions like what's a game that you would like to see turned into a show or whatever give me an advanced word do it netflix (laughs) yes like that was so good it was very good there's not that many i wish that they i wish they had more of those cutscenes throughout the game there's really not many there's like a couple there's like mm-hmm. the beginning and the end are like the only ones that you get long. Yeah. But back in the day, it was literally just like the fire emblem, like, you know, pop up, read the thing. So I'm enjoying that, yep. you know, that you can at least hear some voices and stuff. It adds a lot of life to it. It does. Uh, anything else you want to chat about before we get into this week in Nintendo? I'm good. Just to uh, wrap up Advance Wars here, uh, critic scores are out sitting at an 83 on Metacritic, Open Critic 81. Uh, it's about where I thought it was, uh, would be, I gave it a four out of five. One funny thing in that I wonder if Nintendo is going to fix this or not, but the game has been delayed so long. Did they fix this? That physical players were not able to redeem their gold points. Because if you remember, it was supposed to come out in early April last year and you can only redeem gold points for a year after the game has been released. And I guess that never was reset. People weren't able to re, uh, collect their gold points, but it sounds like you're saying it has been fixed. So I saw before. a Reddit thread where people were making fun of this, as I'm assuming that's like going around the Internet. But then later that day, I saw another one, like I saw an update to that thread and it just uh, said okay. correction. Nintendo has fixed this. I didn't dive in. I don't, you know, like because they didn't care enough, but I think I think they fixed it. I was wondering if I it would was. So. I think it might have been an issue where people were getting the game maybe slightly early and maybe it was like a day uh, one patch to activate maybe, it. Maybe. Yeah. That's what I was. Another thing I was, I was like, sense. maybe that was like, maybe that came from reviewers. They're like, I can't patch. <laughs> no, because <laughs> reviewers one. don't get physical copies. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't, I don't know you where that came from, them. but it seemed like on day one, they had it working 
like within hours. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Then that is good news. You know what? Another um, thing that I yeah. would say before we leave Vance Wears and talk about anything mm-hmm. or something else. I got to tell you, I don't know what it is, but like the excitement just felt, it didn't feel like, I f- it was like I finally got the game. And it's just, the game has been delayed for so long. And I feel like reviewers have had it for so long. And it's just like, I remember when it came out, I was like, so finally I can play it like at the end of the line when I felt like everybody else in the world has played Advance Wars at some point. I'm not sure if that's me or if other folks in the chat or out there listening felt the same way. But I remember I, I kept checking. I checked it like on Monday and I couldn't play and checked it like Wednesday and Thursday. And it was like Friday. I was like, oh, okay, finally, finally we can play the game. Reviews came out what felt like two weeks ago. I know I'm exaggerating all the dates and times, but it just it felt that no. way. It's, just, it's such a long road to finally playing it. Especially when we remember that the game was announced back in E3, June 21. It just, yeah, June it's 21. like it, it took some of the... Ago. It took some of the day one fun out of it, I guess, you know? Oh, well, you shouldn't feel that way. I mean, I, as soon as I started playing and I was having a great time again, it just, I don't know. It's, it just, it felt different. Maybe taking the fun out of it isn't quite the right way of describing it. It just felt different than normal. It didn't feel like we're all playing. It, it, to me, it was like, I'm the last one playing. That, that's how it felt like. <laughs> I think there's just not many people playing it. That might be it too. Maybe it's just a general, <laughs> you know, lack of noise period. Um, you know, I'm not on Twitter anymore, so that could be it as well. But yeah, it just it felt a lot of it wasn't like copies. wasn't like Resident Evil when you know like we're all like you gotta get in, I can't wait to play. You know, it's just well, like, I'm that's playing very different. Wars. There's ever everybody's playing Resident Evil. There's like a small handful playing Advance Wars. True. All right, let's talk about the indie direct. Mm. I felt like this was a little bit earlier than I expected the Indie Direct to be. I kind of, if you had asked me, and maybe we talked about it, I expected there to be an Indie Direct in like late May, early June. Maybe there will be another one. Hello, kitty cat. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I always like me a good Indie Direct. Uh, do you want to read through the list of what was announced and then we can kind of stop at what we thought was interesting? Sure. Um, I'd like to say first, I thought this was one of the better indie directs that we've had in really recent memorable. Yeah. I think this was, I thought differently. I watched the whole thing live and while not every game is for me, I thought the majority of the games looked appealing and like had like that upper tier quality indie thing that I I used to associate with these sorts of shows. I felt like for the last few shows, we've gotten a lot of games that I don't want to like dismiss or, to to rag on too much um but some of them were just not only did they not interest me there were several i was like i don't know who this interests like you know there's so many really really kind of early access games that i just uh, didn't do anything for me whereas i felt like this one i was like i could see a lot of people playing a lot of these games but sure let's let's kick off with an old favorite oh Mineko's Night Market. It's still not I out yet. I can't believe it exists. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that we actually saw more of it and it has a release date. Who knows if they'll date. keep that release date. But <laughs> I remember, Donnie, this is going way back. I remember being a Shaq listener, listening to <laughs> yeah. you and Caro talk Caroline. about this game and how excited Caro was for this game. And Damn, like, he's wow, like four like... or five years old at this point. <laughs> Forever ago. I was like, switch to... Mineko's Night Market. I, no, yeah, it's coming out in September. That, 
this game 24. was. I thought it was in dev hell, to be honest, but uh, it looks cute. It looks has cute. to be. I mean, right. yeah, this it's forever. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not interested, but I know a lot of people are. A lot of people have been wanting this one for a while. So please get excited. A game that I actually am interested in is My Time at Sandrock, which is already in early access. You can play this game now. It arrives on Switch later this summer. Um, I played my time at Porsche on switch and I actually had a pretty enjoyable time. I was pretty into that game for about a week and a half. I didn't play it forever. Like most people that play this game are going to, um, but I liked it enough that when I saw they were getting a sequel, I was like, Oh, this is cool. I might play that. I don't know if I'll play it on switch. I haven't thought about it yet. Um, but I dig my time at Porsche enough that I, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a life sim, like a city builder. You build up your facilities, you go chop trees and stuff like that. And that is just kind of my jam. I love games like that. I tend to only play them when I'm in the mood because I find them somewhat addictive and I lose lots of time to them. So I'm not like, uh, I want to play every one of them all the time. It's like, no, I don't have anything to play for a month. So I'm going to play Valheim for 180 hours like I did earlier this year. (laughs) <laughs> when I got into Valheim and that's all I did for three weeks was play Valheim around the clock. Um, so those games are, you know, I, I almost like have a hesitation to jump in because I know how I am with them, but I do enjoy a game like that. And Porsche was good and ran well on switch. So I didn't know they were working on a sequel. And then when this came out in the indie direct, I did look it up and I was like, Oh, I can play on steam right now. So I might, I might, I don't know. I did add it to my wish list. I'll, I'll get into it at some point. So that one is a, a good one for me i like that one nice plate up arrives in october um i think that was the overcooked clone it is overcooked but like it seemed to do a little bit more there was like a base building element to the overcooked like you had to build so, your yeah. facilities and stuff oh like, yeah yeah, yeah. oh and cooking. it was it's a roguelite i remember yeah. this was like all the things in, i don't like in games they're like indefinite overcooked meets cooking meets like uh <laughs> resource management i'm like well you just three striked me <laughs> endless overcooked <laughs> <laughs> with weapon no degradation thanks. <laughs> no thanks <laughs> um, okay a beautiful little board game called quilts and cats of calico oh, yeah, um, with all the little cats uh, i posted this immediately in our board of video games because they've actually have the board games uh calico and um yeah i thought i i think i posted i was like rebecca game of the year it's just got all yeah. the cats are you going to jump I'm into not a big puzzler i don't like puzzler yeah. games but but i like cats and i like quilts so maybe i'll keep an eye on it another standout for me rift of the necro dancer like cool. later this year i did not like cadence of hyrule and i didn't like the other game that they made what was the first one uh crypt of the necro yeah dancer. crypt of the necro dancer but this one looks different this looks like rhythm heaven like a lot of rhythm heaven i was like it, it really does. <laughs> i love and that heaven. was the only reason why i was interested in it like because yeah. it does like when when they showed it and uh, the art style screamed you know the necrodancer series like that's their style so i knew right away that it was that game but it looks it really does look like rhythm heaven for sure yep and i'm definitely getting it like that's all I needed to see was, oh, this could yeah. be like anything that's like we're like Rhythm Heaven, I'm in. So this was one of those for me. Like I, I'm gonna get it. I wish listed it, I think, on Switch and Steam. So we'll just see how that cool. plays out. 
Then we got some DLC updates. We're getting DLC for a little to the left out in June. We're getting DLC for Shovel Knight Dig. It said spring. It's almost May. So what does that mean? Like, I remember I was like, what? Is that next week? And they're pulling a sports story. It's out this month. And then it's December 29th. And we're like, what? <laughs> and then uh, Old Faith, the DLC for Cult of the Lamb, comes out on the 24th. The Old Faith DLC Free. will have remixed dungeons, new recruits, new quests, a boss rust mode, and permadeath modes. Free DLC. Free update. Free DLC. Yeah. So I still never played Shovel Knight Dig. I've never played a little to the left. I don't know if I want to reinstall and get into Cult of Lamb again. It's here's the thing: with what time? With what time? I have no time. Wasn't for that your game of the year last it year? It was. Like, it has nothing. Why to do did you that. uninstall it's, it? I mean, it's just to keep on my my PC, you know, storage clean. I don't have a ton of storage. I have like two terabytes. So, um, only two terabytes, and I uninstall Cult of the Lamb. I don't know if I uninstalled it or not. I may not have. You know what? Okay. Now I'm going to go okay. check. Yeah, now I'm going to go check. check. Rebecca. Do it. Um, the thing with Cult of the Lamb is, like, what, I'm going to replay the whole game. I'm going to get back into it and just play it for a month. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like, maybe one day, but not anytime soon. Cult of the Lamb is installed. It's in my favorites. So I haven't Good. uninstalled it. Donnie, I'm the biggest Cult of the Lamb fan that has Are not you? played the games Is with that, oh, um, the vinyl <laughs> and the plush. Do you have the limited edition hoodie that I do? Oh, no, but I have I a shirt. The plush. Have you made your own custom artwork? Mm, not yet. Okay, then. But I said that hasn't played the games. You've I got you. Games. No, yeah. You should play them. No, no, that's not my genre. I like watching people play. I watched Mary play the whole thing. I mean, it's, I will replay Cult of Lamb again one day, but it's that game again, like, like Valheim, like sort of those sorts of games, those progression loop games that I get into. Those games take over my mind. I, I'll get into it and I won't be able to stop playing Cult of the Lamb for a month, you know? And then, and then I'll miss out the all of the games that are that are coming out. I won't be able to play um advance wars and redfall and zelda like if i'm gonna boot up cult of the land you'll play zelda (laughs) yes exactly and and there is a part of me that like i'm trying to like clear you know the decks i've stopped i haven't pre-ordered anything like beyond i'm not getting dead island like i love dead island i want to be playing it looks great but i'm like with what time because once zelda comes i realize i won't play it so i'm just like pushing everything off until post zelda and who knows when that's going to be? You were talking about earlier, like you're in this five hours and under. I felt like it took me forever to beat Resident Evil 4. Like I'm having such a hard time playing longer games right now. Um, that's why this, I'm avoiding them. I'm not starting any. <laughs> this thing that I've, and Resident Evil is not even that long. Um, but this thing not that I've hours. been having, I'm not sure if it's an old thing. I'm not sure if it's just a work thing. But lately, when I sit down to play games, like I sit in my chair and I grab my controller, I just get, it makes me tired. It's like I get ready for bed or something. I have to like almost start just getting sleepy as soon as I do it. I feel fine until I sit down and start playing. I have a hard time um, just getting through games. So at this point, I'm wondering how long I play Breath of the Wild. How do, do I finish it? How long does that take? Am I playing this game in November? 
Like, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like because my gaming habits have changed so much from what, six years ago, right? When Breath of the Wild came out, I played, I played Breath of the Wild nonstop for two weeks. I think I put about 50 hours in it in about two weeks. And I played it for about 200 hours before I finished it. If you're asking me to play a game for 200 hours, that might be the rest of this year. I may not play anything else. <laughs> like if, if Tears of the Kingdom is going to be like, I'm, that's just it. I'll either quit on it before I reach the end or um, I just. You're I not going to quit before you reach the end of Tears of the Kingdom. I, I'm just saying. It's, I will it's... never talk to you again. I will quit the podcast. <laughs> Donnie, this is the game. I'm, this is the I'm... game. I've been trying to tell people in PSVG all week that like this trailer, I don't think I is. I've had a hard time explaining to Dev and Delvin how great this trailer was. You know, I was like, because you know, Dev was just like, was it that good? Because I was like, this might be the best. Let me on the show and I will tell them how good it is. Mm, And for some odd reason, I don't think that's going to (laughs) help. I don't think that's going to do it. (laughs) I can convince Delvin. I don't know if I can convince Devin, but trust me, I can convince Delvin. Yeah, no, it's it looks so damn good. I can't wait to play. Um, the next game was called Animal Well, and I wrote down that this is notable because this is being published by Big Mode, which is the YouTuber Dunkey. And I remember this being a story. I don't know anything about this person or why this is such a thing, <laughs> but this is a thing. Can I give you a synopsis please, of why people are please mad? Help me out. Why, so, why are they mad? I thought people liked this. No, well, some people, some stupid people are saying, I I turned off the Indie Direct once Dunkey showed up on the screen. What? Because people, let me tell you, Donnie, people are stupid. And like, it's well, that's fine if that's not your humor. Like, I totally get it if you don't like his videos. But people complain that the YouTuber named Dunkey his gimmick is dunking on games. And so he like will dunk on game. Like he does reviews, but they're not real reviews. Like it's like him, like it's like a bit. It's like a gimmick. Yes. Yes. It's totally a gimmick. And like people don't realize that and people take it very seriously. And so when he announced that he was going to be doing his own indie studio, indie publisher, like he was going to make a publishing mm-hmm. company, people were like so pissed off about it. They're like, what does Dunky know about like the game industry? Like he just poops on games all the time. And it's like, hmm, one of the biggest game YouTubers like doesn't know about marketing. Like, like I feel like they're missing that he is very successful for a reason and knows how to reach an audience and is going to be able to sell this game to millions of people. Like any company would love, like any indie game would love to have their game marketing marketed by him i'm sure that game publishing is not so easy that anybody can do it i don't think anybody can do it but i think he is but if he's spending his own money to do that and he's partnering yes i'm sure he can like if he wants to break into the industry like that's almost an admirable way of doing it instead of like trying i think so too find a ground you know like who's just going to hire you to do that he's already made his own you know, he has his own popularity, he has his own base to appeal to. Then you start there and work from there. And I mean, look, he's his game that he's trying, that he's publishing, that he's marketing is Animal Well. It's an indie direct. Here's the thing. <laughs> Would we be talking about Animal Well if he wasn't there? 
No. <laughs> How many indie? There's a billion enemy and indie games like Animal Well. Not like like yes. Animal Well, but there are a billion indie games out there. Yes. They have a hard time standing out mm-hmm. from the crowd. So he made one stand out. You know what? Winner like success or unsuccessful, like that's that's a head start, you know, like that's not exactly. nothing. That's something. So I guess yeah. good for him. So again, I, don't know I can understand. About- I totally understand if you don't like his videos because like it is, I think, a humor that requires a certain taste. And I get that not everybody has that taste. I get it. Sure. But like to to stop watching the indie direct because he shows up, like, shut up. You're just missing out on games at that point. Like you're trying too hard to be edgy. The internet takes way too takes gaming way too seriously. Like totally. Like, like the gaming industry is supposed to be like stupid and fun and you know, dumb. And we they, everybody always overanalyzes, overreacts. I thought at least I don't remember a whole lot about the animal well game. Now it's been a few, it's been several days since I watched the show, but I, you know what I do remember? I do remember that doofus in the background, like jumping around on rocks, like trying to, I guess, get to ducks yeah, or whatever. That so, was him. So <laughs> dumb and bizarre. That's what yeah. I remember in my head. So uh-huh. at least it's memorable. Um, speaking of another game, I don't remember. Crime o'clock comes out in June. I don't remember don't what remember that was. It. Okay. No clue. Tesla Grad 2 Shadow Dropped. It was released right then alongside Tesla Grad Remastered, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I, I even tried looking. I was like, well, how did they remaster the game? It looks the exact same. They said it was better. It's visually improved. It, I think it had an extra, like an extra story or challenges that they added to it. But like, I felt like calling that a remaster might have been a stretch. <laughs> it was like, is, is it remastered? What does that mean? Um, but Tesla Grad 2 reason to re-release it. Yeah, I'm sure. Tesla Grad 2 has been in the workings for a while. This game is memorable to me because I played Tesla Grad on Wii U. It was one of those Wii U indie darlings when we didn't have any games that you latched onto. Um that said, am I gonna buy Tesla Grad 2? I don't I don't have any plans to do so. That's sad. I did buy it when I bought it when I had nothing. Now that I have multiple things to play, it's it's not on my current radar. Shadows over loathing. Have you ever played West of Loathing? It's been on my wish list for like years, and I just need the right time to play it because I think that is like my type of humor. A lot of folks in our Discord like it. I was tagging for Seth, Skinny Matt. I'll drop a bunch of hits. I think Josh liked West of Loathing. So Shadows over Loathing is set in the West of Loathing universe, but in the 1920s. It's a slapstick comedy RPG. Um, it's out now and a physical copy is coming later this fall. And we had several folks told me in the discord, we'll be waiting for physical. Like they're excited Mm. to play the game, but not so much that they want to go digital. Right. For me, I feel like I will enjoy this game when I play it. I do like this kind of, you know, humor and stuff. I think a lot of people say, if you like undertale, you should try this game. Like the writing I think is like kind of the same humor for me though. I feel like I'm not a fan of West, cowboy and i'm not a fan of like 1920s stuff like era aesthetic stuff so i feel like any other aesthetic i would be so into i tried west of loathing and like it's been a long time so i'm not sure if my memory is serving me as well i played it for a couple hours and i just wasn't digging what i felt like 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 the i'm not sure they're puzzle elements or like the, i remember collecting like items and I would give them a different character it just wasn't I wasn't digging the gameplay. I thought the writing was pretty funny, but I wasn't digging the gameplay. Blasphemous 2 is out this summer. 
Um, that's a game I'm not interested in, but I know a lot of people are. I thought you said The Last of Us. I was like, The Last of Us Two is out this summer on the Switch. Last of Us, Last of Us. <laughs> I was good. like, that was not in the indie direct. Uh, before we move on to the big thing that I know Rebecca wants to talk yeah. about, let me talk yeah. about the sizzle reel that happened at the end where we saw Little Kitty Big City. Anything? Yeah. That game? Mm-hmm. Gonna get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chance of Sonar, which I thought looked pretty cool. Just visually, it looked cool. I don't know if that's my sort of game. It looked very puzzle heavy, but I want to play it. It reminded me of Sable. It looked like the Sable art style. Brotato looked awesome. Like, yeah, I definitely want to get Brotato. Brotato looked great. Uh, There's a new Five Nights at Freddy's game. And then buried in the sizzle reel, which I did not appreciate. Maybe they're going to spotlight it later. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is out August 18th. I've been waiting on a release date for that game all year. And there's buried like at the end in this like very fast. They're like, here's Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. And that's it. We're gone. I was like, what? What? Whoa. I was very disappointed that there was no one more thing. And I feel like the presentation of the direct would have been better if this last one we're going to talk about was the one more thing. I don't know. I don't like it ending on a seal reel. I don't like it. I just I probably would agree with you. I know it doesn't matter, but I just don't like it. Yeah, no. When you first said it in my head, I was like, it doesn't matter. But you know what? No, I disagree. I, I agree with you. And the reason I, because it was a sizzle reel, if they just ended on any game, outside of mm-hmm. a sizzle reel would have been better than mm-hmm. yeah don't end anything on a sizzle reel sizzle reels should be at the beginning or like in the middle definitely mm-hmm. not at the end that's a terrible place to put a sizzle reel but yes oxen free 2 or oxen free lost ah! signals has been dated it comes out july 12th you can pre-order the game now you can buy it everywhere except xbox and uh please be excited i already pre-ordered the game and there's a discount this was one Oh, is there really? Yeah, it's this 20 is one that was supposed to come out. Oh, it was supposed to come out in 2021. And then we didn't hear about it. And we're like, okay, I guess it got delayed. And then they're like, okay, 2022. And then we never heard about it. And we're like, okay, I guess it got delayed. Oh, and now finally, I'm so excited. I love Oxen Free One. I'm so excited for this game. It's so good. Yeah, I was thinking about replaying Oxen Free, but again, with what time? Like, I'm replaying so much. It's a short Tears game. You can play it in five hours. Yeah, I might just watch a synopsis. I think I might just watch yeah. a recap or something before I play. Maybe I will I, too. Yeah. Or maybe, like, again, if Tears of the Kingdom, if I'm not still knee deep in Tears of the Kingdom by then. Um, but yeah, July is already shaping up to be pretty nice. We get Lost Signals and we get what, Pikmin? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. It's a good month. So it's very nice. Oh, I just love the art style. I love the creepy atmosphere. Like I, I just, I love it. I love the little radio mechanic. I love the triangle that opens up. Oh my yeah. god, it's so good. Yeah. This game has been like on my right. Like I've been hyped for this game for literally years. Kyle the Pug says, "What are your three top day one purchases after seeing the Indie World Direct?" I don't um, know if I have three day one purchases. Yeah, day one is a bit much. I'm getting, you know, no, it's not. I will be getting Bomb Rush Cyberfunk on day one. I'll probably get Brotato on day one, maybe. That's kind of more than the iffy one. But Oxen Free, I'm getting, um, and Rift of the Necker Dancer, I'll, I'll be getting on day one. So yeah. I've got the only one I'm definitely getting day one is Lost Signals. Yeah. Again, 
I thought this was a really good indie direct based on, you remember? So, okay. So like the last couple that I remember, and you know what? I'm just, I always, I always try to sugarcoat everything and be nice. And I'm just not, I'm not going to be nice. You know what? I saw a lot of games that I just thought looked like they sucked. I'm just going to say it. I saw a lot of games. You remember there's a game where the, like the, you just like throw stuff in a pot, a little cooking game. They're like, you just get like the shrimp and the cheese. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And there's so many farming simulators. Oh my God. There's so many farming sim. Like we've had not the best indie directs lately. And, and, and it's not, and I don't mean to just use those games as the only reason. The point I'm really trying to make is the last few indie games, indie game directs that I remember have been full of those games, those types of games, right? And not more indie games that I think had more wide appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I felt like this one was full of games that had wide appeal and then they sprinkled in a few of those. And that's kind of the mix that I'm looking for. Um, whereas I feel like if several of those indie directs, I feel like the, the recent ones we've had maybe over the last 18 months, I felt like maybe I'd come away with one, maybe one game two games maybe that I'd be wanting to buy. And this one, I've got a legit like six, you know, it may not be all day one, but like I'm interested in, you know, half of what's shown here. And even the ones that I'm not interested in, I think people will be like, I'm not interested mm-hmm. in the Neko's night market. I'm not interested in Te- Tesla Grad or Blasphemous. Those are games are going to sell. Those are good indie games. People are going to buy, you know? So I just felt like the quality overall was just, you know, raised. This was just a better than normal indie direct than what I've seen lately yes sir i enjoyed it see yeah anything else about the indie direct before we move on nope get your pre-order i wonder save your five bucks oh yeah i will i will which like i know that because like night school studios like that publisher they or developer they will put that game on sale for like probably five bucks somewhere down the road but I don't want to wait. <laughs> well, is it coming to Netflix? Like, if you want to play it on mobile, I'm sure you just play it for free. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. if you have a Netflix, I assume most, I just assume most people have a Netflix subscription. Yes, because Netflix bought Night School Studio. Right. Yeah. So I, I presume if you don't want to pay for it, you could just play it there on your phone if you want. I'm not playing it mm-hmm. on my phone. This <laughs> is like, absolutely not. Um, no. But yeah. But if you like wanted to try it and yeah. see. All right, and for anybody that doesn't know, I guess we, we could just in case people don't know. So Netflix, if you have a Netflix account, you can go into the Netflix app on your phone and there's a game section and they basically have their own mobile store and they have like, I don't know, 30, 50 games in there that you can download and play on your phone. And, and a lot of them are good. Like you can play like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff on your phone for free just by having your Netflix account. Um, So I presume that Oxenfree will be there on phone you played on tablet or whatever so if anybody out there wants to do that you could do that i'm sure it actually might be nice in like a you know like if you had like a logi g cloud or you know one of the android handheld or something like that or the trying to think of the backbone like if you're doing that it'd be pretty nice over there but I'm playing my one hope for this is that the load times are not as long as they were on oxen free switch i remember being so irritated with how long probably the, the same times were it's probably gonna be the same if anything i would bet that it's worse now it's possible that they've optimized something in their engine that allows you to do it but i would 
got it. I think most. I would times, like it was so long. I would like get up and do things while waiting for my character. That's the to biggest the problem. Screen. The switch's memory bus is the biggest thing that holds it back. That's why we have frame rate issues. Yeah, that's why we need a new switch. Yep. That's more of a. I think that's more of a limitation of the hardware than the developer. But we'll see. Maybe I'll be proven to be wrong in that one. I mean, there's ways that you can like cache and preload things before the player sees it. You know, to like make it appear faster. But typically, I think with Switch, it is what it is at this point. We have some quick hitters before we get to today's questions. I know a lot of people are excited because Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed DLC is out next week. Donnie, my group chat that I'm in on Twitter will not shut up about this. They are so excited. <laughs> There's some Pyramithra Amiibo that are coming. The Smash ones are coming as I'm a double pack in July. I'm stunned that those aren't out yet. When they when I saw the tweet, I was like, this is still not out yet? How are these yeah, still, still not out yet? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I, I'll plug Garrett. Listen, we're not the best place for you if you're interested really interested in hearing about xenoblade talk i'm never gonna play this i have this the the train has left for me in xenoblade um our old host garrett does and i'm sure if you follow him on twitter he will scream in all caps about it you listen to his show rpg cave i'm sure at some point they'll talk about it yeah, I'm not that being said though i am not excited for the contents of this dlc i'm excited that this was announced for this week it's out in two days. And the reason why I'm excited about that is because that makes me feel like Nintendo is confident about their fall lineup, that they still have something for us then that we don't know point. about because they could have put this DLC out in late summer, early autumn, sure. you know, even winter, but it's coming out now. And I feel like we're cramming a lot of stuff into this little time period here, like Advance Wars, Xenoblade DLC, Tears of the Kingdom, back to back to back. And I think that that speaks volumes. I think that's they're not stretching really it good, out. Yeah, it's probably a really good point. Cause you would think if if this was a typical case where they're trying to, you know, kick the can down to the next system and really spread things mm -hmm. out, you'd think that maybe we wouldn't get Pikmin in July. Maybe Pikmin would be in September or October. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've definitely seen mm -hmm. them space out some things. Uh, I feel like we're getting a lot more now than we were even during COVID. So that's probably a good pool. Yeah, maybe their summer showcase, whatever, then whenever they do their next direct, maybe it'll have some good stuff in it. Oh, that's why I'm excited for it. Uh, the Super Mario Bros. movie surpassed $800 million globally for the box office this week. And the movie is still not out in Japan. It comes out this Hashtag week on April 27th. So I think I think we were wrong, and I'm surprised, and I I'm excited for the sequel. Yeah, I I think I said it when we did it. I don't know anything about like movie box office and stuff like that. It's not like my knowledge yeah. in games. I can't pull that. I don't pay attention to movies like that. So I, I didn't have any clue to begin with. I don't know. I uh, was only going sure. based off of Sonic's numbers, mm. and this seems to be blowing Sonic out of the water. But yeah. Good for good for them. They said that we're gonna have more of them. I saw Miyamoto. There's like a that was buzzing around the Nintendo blogs. He did an interview in Japan where he said that they were definitely gonna do more movies. And they asked him what like would it be more Mario? And he specifically said something like, 
I'm paraphrasing. Uh, the quote was something like, Nintendo is like a talent agency. Like we have a lot of different like IP to choose from. Well, I guess which leads to speculation it might be not Mario. I think it'll be Mario adjacent. If it's not Mario, I think it's going to be Mario. But if it's not Mario, then I think it'll be like Donkey Kong. But I, I think it'll be something. I mean, why wouldn't you? you you've got to come back with Like if this is going to make a billion dollars, you just got to come back with Mario. You can't risk because if you do it with yeah. Donkey Kong and it makes $300 million, you may not be able to I do think- another Mario one. I think it'll be a sequel with Mario. I yeah, think, you know, they could end up doing more where maybe they lean more into Donkey Kong. They lead more into, you know, some of their other spin-off Mario franchises or whatever. But the Mario branding has to be what leads it. Yeah, the spin-offs come, I think, after the sales have been saturated. Right? So you get your money again with Mario 2. And then as sales decrease, then you start working on spin-offs. And you start getting the niche folks. Or at least that's how I would do it. As it starts to wind down, I would start. Here's a Yoshi movie. Here's a Dunk movie. Yeah. Uh, and also four classic Sega games have been made available for Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack members. They are Pulse Man, Street Pulse Man. Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition, Kid Chameleon, and Flicky, which is Flicky. about a bird and a cat. I heard that Pulse Man is actually like good. I don't know. I was not a Sega kid. Sure. This is not the Sega Shack. Definitely is not the Sega Shack. This will never be the Sega Shack. Well, it's a good name for a podcast out there. So if anybody wants to spin up like a companion, a competing podcast, we can just throw stones at each other's shacks. That's good. It's a good one. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Street Fighter School. It's better. Yeah. Street Nintendo. Fighter is good timing. They got the new Street Fighter game that's about to come out, right? So it's good timing. Throw some Street Fighter out there. <laughs> You know, you're not going to play Street Fighter 6 on Switch, so you might as well get Street Fighter 2. Oh, apparently Pulse Man is made by Game Freak. Oh, that's... Is that a good thing? I think it was their first game. Is that a good thing? (laughs) thing. I I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) It's a notable thing, but... Notable. Honestly, when you say I'm like, oh, that's probably... (laughs) Good for video game historians. My son hates how much I rag on Game Freak. It's so mad. They've earned it. Yeah. I think you can like Pokemon, but still rag on Game Freak. Yeah. I think you should. Pokemon deserves better. All right. Let us move on to our wide range of questions directly from you. Yeah. They heard us last week. (laughs) We had like four questions. And this week, we've got all the questions. So many questions. Do you want to do them all? Yeah, let's do them all. Okay. First one, Tom says, favorite characters in Advance Wars? Sammy. Sammy, right? Yeah, of course. I'm going to kiss her. <laughs> Everybody's favorite Sammy. Remember like in Sammy when I was younger. And Advance Wars definitely has a great cast of women. It's a great cast of female characters. Yes. G-Man says... Ooh. Oh, you know what? There's another one. I remember the the way he looks. Um... I just don't remember which it's got to be the second game. I don't think it's in the first game, but one of the, one of the bosses is cool. He's like a biker. And he's got like an old, like, like a Vietnam jacket, and like a skull helmet and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I can't, can't remember his name. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, G man says it's Sunday morning. It is. And you go to a coffee shop that you enjoy. Once you get there, you order your favorite flavor of coffee. You see someone, you know, there. Who are they and what will you talk about? Anyone or a video game character? 
I don't know. <laughs> I want to have a coffee date with Sammy from Advanced Stores, and we're going to talk about Taylor Swift. Mm. That's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Because he says you see someone you know there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to answer. I don't know. I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, Indio Techno. So you bought two vouchers for $100 and you pre-ordered Tears of the Kingdom with one. What's the other game you should get with the last voucher within the next 12 months per your opinion? It's not out yet. I think the answer here is wait. If Pikmin comes around and nothing else has been announced that you are excited about, get Pikmin. But if something else has been announced, because you have a year to use it. So wait and just see what else they're going to announce for later this year. But Pikmin, I think, is a good like halfway through the year deciding point. Okay. Uh, Get Pikmin. That's my answer. Just get Pikmin. And if more cool things come, get more vouchers, but get Pikmin. I got Pikmin because I think the Pikmin presentation that we got, I thought it looked excellent. Um, I don't think I've ever been more excited to play a Pikmin game. Not that I'm the most Pikmin fan ever. I would never suggest that, but I have never been this excited for Pikmin as I am now. I don't think I've ever pre-ordered a Pikmin game. And I have pre-ordered Pikmin 4 because I think it looks amazing. So, yeah, get Pikmin. Looks very pretty. Looks really good. DJ says, what is your ideal announcement during the next Direct? The one singular game announcement that would knock your socks off. And then sister question, Smoke and Joe says, chat questions, what games do you expect to see in the next Direct? Zelda Dungeon Maker would knock my socks off. People are already already... Want the next direct? We haven't got Tears of the Kingdom yet. Always, always, always. Always. What's next? Uh, But I don't expect to see that in the next direct. It's just my knock my socks off game. Yeah. The the thing that I've had my hopes on this year, and I've had a pretty good run of this, I think, the last couple years, is Donkey Kong. I want a new Donkey Kong game. I'm feeling it. I want the itch. I want a new Donkey Kong game. Preferably, I would like it to be somewhat retro-inspired. I don't really know what that means. I would just like it to be like very nostalgic and kind of more remembrance of Donkey Kong than just like a new cartoony 2D Donkey Kong game. I'd be down for a Donkey Kong Country game. Like that sounds great too. I just feel like there's a lot more they could do with Donkey Kong besides give it like the Nintendo B-list tri- treatment where you know everybody gets a cartoony 2D game. I would like something else, something different. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying expect it. I mean, I, if I had to make guesses, it'd probably be one of my guesses. It's got to be one of the things that's there somewhere. I know you think there's a Mario game coming. That would have been mine. I think 2D or 3D Mario. Yeah, I, I think it really matters when they want to do new hardware. Like if the plan is to do something in spring, I think it'd be really hard to launch something like that in the fall. If the plan is to do something like next right. fall, you know, like a year and a half from now, then yeah, you could do a new Mario game or something like that this mm-hmm. this fall. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I'd love another Fire Emblem game. Um, I'd love another Warriors game. Man, if they did Fire Emblem Engage Warriors, 
you know like we had three hopes warriors we had breath of wild warriors like i think that could that could be a thing maybe that's out there i don't know yeah at this point i don't know it really feels like nintendo has kind of ran through their typical things we've got a lot of kirby games so i don't know if there's another kirby game out there i mean more metroids right do you think we'll get prime 2 remastered corruption and stuff like that um yeah i do probably yeah so things like that probably some indie games stuff like that Spot Goop says, if you could erase one video game franchise from existence, which one would you choose? He woke up and chose violence. Dark Souls. Fire Emblem. Or not Fire Emblem. Sorry. Completely wrong. Final Fantasy. That's what I meant to say. Oh. Yeah. We want to watch the world burn. Absolutely. Final Fantasy just, and Kingdom Hearts. Maybe I don't both? like Dark Souls fans. Really? Yeah. No, they're unbearable. Why? I don't like them. I don't think I've really. They're annoying. Up... They're annoying to me. Mm. Okay. My game is so hard, and if you can't play it, then you just shouldn't deserve to have anything good in life. And it's who cares about people with disabilities? Accessibility and it goes against the developer's wish and vision. It's so annoying. Like, shut up. Nobody cares. I am loving this. I am loving. <laughs> Nobody cares that your game is so hard. I think it's fine that they that they have a game to do that. I mean, there's obviously I don't, you know, care. A, I don't care. Take it away. There's a Erase. demand for it. People want it. Erase. Okay. All right. Well, it's gone. That and Final Fantasy. Get rid of it forever. Move it on. Like I could just just we could just stand up snap Square Enix for all I'm good. Like, oh, just get, I um downloaded the Pixel Remaster. Yarden gifted it to me. The just the six Final Fantasy six. Uh, I'm not gonna play it yet because it's long, and I'm not playing long games before Tears of the Kingdom. So early summer, I'm gonna play it before you thought I would snap it. Okay. Sorry. He says uh, Briscoe says hate to say it, but many NES games are harder than the Souls games. I don't care. That's fine. I, I'm fine with that. I don't like the fans, so I'm taking away your game because I don't like you. <laughs> Great question. Gamer Guy Lou says, what are you looking forward to or hoping for most in Tears of the Kingdom? That's a good question. As my dogs howl into the moon, apparently. I can't hear them. Uh, Zonai Lore. Hoping for dungeons. Hoping for like really exciting exploration. Like those moments in Breath of the Wild when we were like, what? Holy crap, what is that? Like that's what I want. Okay. Um, I have much tamer asks. <laughs> I really would love to go fishing. Oh. I love a fishing pole. I'd love to go fishing and I would love to go underwater again. Um that was like one of my biggest things from Breath of the Wild that I think I really wish they did is I don't feel like there was enough underwater things. Like there was so many opportunities for like some iron boot fun in that giant world. Like the fact you could go swimming, you just can't like go underwater. All you can do is do metallic things to lift them out of the water. I was just like, there's so much here. Why, why can't we do mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. You can go in a water bubble. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, I want, like, Ocarina of Time. I know. Go underwater type of thing. 
That's my that'd be cool. Yeah. I can't see says, um, what would you say to someone who insists that Nintendo only makes kid games? Would that be the souls people you're talking about? Probably. That's probably a Venn diagram circle of the people who think that. <laughs> I would say they're probably right, to be honest with you. I can't see. I think when you label it kid games, it sounds derogatory, but it's not really. Nintendo makes family games that appeal to a lot of people, and particularly a lot of the characters appeal to children. So I think it's fair if people want to say that. I, I don't mean, think I don't they think. only make kid games. Do you think that, like... um metroid prime and xenoblade and fire emblem are kids games no i didn't say all of them um i just well you I, said I, the question is only makes i understand i'm not yeah i'm not here to defend nintendo's honor i understand why other gamers think that i get that and i do think a lot of other gamers probably look at fire emblem and yeah they, they may even think i would say like that. that these are the same people who only play like you know the same like two games and say that they're out of things to play and hate fun. So I'm going to say that they're dumb. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to a quote normie who tells you that you gain too much, but plays just as many mobile hours like candy crush. I would say that um, it is just as valid to play regular video games as it is mobile games i hate the people who like will watch four hours of their television series every night and then like complain that people play video games too much and it's like why is your form of staring at a screen more valid than my version of staring at a screen like i'm sorry yeah that that i agree with wholeheartedly 100 i'm with you there um Garrett says, Donnie got me thinking, other than Pokemon, what is one Nintendo franchise you'd love to see a game in the HD 2D art style? Did you see that? I posted in Shaq. Mm, the Pokemon? There's a thing? fan remake of somebody who's making yeah. Pokemon yeah. in 2D HD, and it looks amazing. I was like, this I want I really so liked how it looked. I didn't like the excessive bloom effect. I think if that got lower, because I don't like when it's like so bright bloom that like it muddles things together. But okay. I do like that style a lot. However, that being said, I feel like this style, to me, maybe it's because it's only what it's been so far, really works the best for RPGs. Yeah. So therefore, my answer is either like a remake of Super Mario RPG or a new like Mario and Luigi RPG type game. Okay. I was going to say Fire Emblem. My alternate answer would be like a 2D Zelda game. That's not an RPG. I know, but I think a 2D Zelda game would be great too. How's the combat going to work? Just action. Just press buttons. Okay. I just think the art style, I mean, it'd be fun to be different. It is kind of like, it's somewhat close to like some of the, like those unreal engine, like fan makes that we would see over the years, like IGN and stuff would pop them. Like, here's what Mario would look like. And, you know, unreal engine and first person, and like it almost gets there, but as long as you keep it like pixely, like pixelish sprite based, then it's pretty good. I feel like that's the only way we're going to see sprite based games again. Is this? Is this style? I hope not. I hope not. I would hope that, like, you know, folks like Dragon Quest and stuff still 
Yeah. Hear about it. Yeah. Drew says, Nintendo has really pushed DLC during the Switch era. What has been your favorite DLC on Switch so far? The, can I say two? Yeah. My favorite has been Splatoon 2's Octo Expansion. Good one. It's amazing DLC. Play it if you haven't. It's so good. Such high quality. My probably one that I've spent the most time with has the most content attached is the Mario Kart DLC. All the tracks. I gotta like look up. Um, I also just want to give a shout out to. um, Oh my God. It just left my brain. The animal crossing happy home paradise. I had a lot of fun Mm. with that. I played it for free through switch online expansion pack. Oh yeah. And champions ballad for breath of the wild. Oh, okay. I'm glad I looked it up too. Cause I probably wouldn't even have had this on the top of my mind. Yeah. I think that my favorite DLC on switch era has been the Mario rabbits, Donkey Kong expansion. Mm. Yeah, The Donkey Kong adventure expansion was great. I enjoyed that thoroughly. I liked uh, Starlink's DLC. I think Mario Kart's DLC was amazing. I think Smash Brothers DLC was incredible if you count that. I mean, I do, but I understand it's not the same thing. It's not like an expansion. Um, they have had a lot of really good DLC. That's definitely true. I loved, um, mm-hmm. you know, I love Breath of the Wild's DLC. Yeah, I played all of that. And um, I expect Tears of the Kingdom will have talk about more stuff we'll see, you know, in future directs. We'll probably see Tears of the Kingdom DLC. Um, mm-hmm. so that'd be probably another big get in the fall, right? I'll kind of reinvigorate cells and stuff. I'd imagine that they'll drop DLC for Tears of the Kingdom right before the big holiday shopping season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Saga 64. Hello, Nintendo Shack. I'm new to the podcast, but excited to hear from you when Tears of the Kingdom releases. My questions for you this week is what made you a Zelda fan? Breath of the Wild was my f- first Zelda game. And since then, Ooh. I've played Link's Awakening and Skyward Sword as well. It's become my favorite. Hey, Saga, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Welcome to Shaq. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. So can I start? Please do. I love telling this. My first Zelda game was also my first video game. I was given a hand-me-down Super Nintendo and a stack of games from an older cousin. And I was three years old. And I was a little bit too young to play it on my own. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing. Couldn't really do much on my own. So I mostly at that time watched my dad play. He would read aloud the dialogue to me. I would follow along. Eventually, I would start playing more and more. So my first Zelda game was A Link to the Past. And me and my dad have played every mainline Zelda game together ever since. And he is very excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Thanks. That's such a great story that that you get to go to. My first game ever. My first ever video game. I peaked. My first video game games of all time. Like it was all downhill from there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I always have a hard time remembering what was my first video game. It's it's like a handful because there's a difference between like the first video game that I owned and then like the first video game that I interacted with. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's good. And now to answer the question, Saga 64, again, thanks for listening. Um, 
my first Zelda game was Ocarina of Time. I didn't play Link to the Past until several years later, I think. Um, probably in the 2000s, early 2000s, when I started going backwards. Um, I had a neighbor who had a N- N- Nintendo 64, and he had Zelda Ocarina of Time. And um, he and I were friends. I also had an N64. Um, but this was before I was really into, like, gaming news. And to be honest, this was before, like, the Internet. So, like, if you weren't hanging out, like, at a game shop or getting a magazine or something, you know, like, I wasn't, like, aware of, like, new games that were, I was, I was very young. So, you were, I'm thinking it's probably, like, 2000. I'm, like, 12. <laughs> you know, so, like, you know, if, if you're older than me, like, I, the reason I say this is I always think about, like, Dev. Dev's much older than me, you know. So, like, he know, at that time, Dev knew everything that was coming out when it was coming out. I didn't know anything was coming out. I just went to the GameStop like once or twice a year and buy a new game. Um, so at that time I had like gold nine, I had some wrestling games, mostly sports games, Madden and stuff like that, resident evil. And, um, and I went to my friend's house name, his name was Billy. And I think I was, we were, we were playing the wrestling games and stuff like that. And then we played Ocarina of time and it blew me away and just how big mm-hmm. and open the game was. And I was like, this is incredible. Like I had never played or seen any game really that just let you have like so much exploration, which is funny because I, I feel like at the time I had played Diddy Kong racing or I had Diddy Kong racing. One of my favorite things about that game was like, it's hub world where you could zip around and just do anything. And like Zelda was like that on steroids and uh, he let me borrow the game. And I remember I played it until I got completely lost and stuck and then the thing that is always like in my burned into my head is that at some point i raised money and i went to the library at school to print off a user guide oh like a, like a walkthrough because i was like <laughs> i don't know how to do i don't know what i'm supposed to, i don't know where i'm supposed to go you know and um and then yeah i followed the walkthrough to beat the game and i remember i did all the things i did all the trading sequences i got all the swords i got all the shields like i just from that point on i was smitten i was i loved it so that began How could you my, not be? yeah that began my zelda a thon and that's when i started looking up that's when i started looking for other zelda games that's when i was like what else is out there right and that's what led me to to wind waker and made me play link to the past and all that so yeah that's that's where my love for zelda started so saga welcome welcome to the family you have a huge fan base that you, you can join and uh, zelda games are the best suck at dark souls fans <laughs> they, are, they are the best i i mean in so many ways like i game because of because of zelda you know it's Absolutely. i think m- most zelda fans i guess feel that way like i feel like everybody when you grow up in gaming everybody has like certain pillars that like make up your you know like your gaming fandom or your interest and definitely a very strong pillar in my foundation are Zelda games. I attribute to Zelda why I love open world games. I think mm-hmm. if anybody was to boil down like my gaming habits into genres, it'd probably be sports games and open world games and shooters. And the whole reason the open world games are there, the reason I like Skyrim, the reasons I like Fire, uh, Far Cry, the reasons I like all those sorts of things, Grand Theft Auto, I boil it all down to Zelda. It was the first game that ever gave me that freedom to go do stuff. Zelda influenced so many games people don't even realize. Yeah. 
I'm also curious because I see a lot of people I know Saga said so and a few other people in chat are saying so that Breath of the Wild was their first Zelda game and then they went back to play old Zelda games. And I am, you know, and I, I, I hear, you know, some people's opinions on this, but just I'm always curious about how they feel about older Zelda games because Breath of the Wild is so different. If they end up yeah. enjoying it, if they end up not liking the older ones, like it's just so different. It is. And it's, I feel like that's a good time to point out that it works both ways. And a lot of people that like just couldn't get into Breath of the Wild at all mm -hmm. because of its structure, you know? And I, you like, you get it. If you've played 20 years of Zelda, you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is very different. This is not this, it's almost a completely different genre. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've had open adventure Zelda games, but not like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is very like survival craft. You know, it's like a whole different thing. And if you're just not into that, I can see how it not, it not meeting the mark for you. But at the same time, if that was your first one, and you loved it. You go try to play Skyward Sword. You'd be like, what in the hell? <laughs> well, Saga says that uh, since then, Skyward Sword has become their favorite. Wow. So I guess at least for that person, um, the older games, you know, are accessible to them. The prime opportunity here for Nintendo to release Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Listen mm -hmm. out, Wind Waker. That's Zelda game. Mm -hmm. So good. But that mm -hmm. might change here in the next couple, like 19 days. Rebecca, I still think about the damn trailer. The trailer was so good. It's so good. I watch it all it's the time. so good. <laughs> uh, Noah says, as this console generation winds down, what are some games you're surprised never came to Switch? Yeah. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, man, very fitting. Um... Hmm. This Galaxy Mar Super Mario Galaxy Two. Galaxy Two. Galaxy. Like, that was the, the only heck? reason that that whole super pack was even worth it was Galaxy. I'm yeah. yeah, still bummed we didn't get a full blown sixty four remake. I was so excited. Um, I think it's pretty surprising that Switch never got a Madden game. It doesn't. No, there's no, there's no NFL football game on Switch at all. Hmm. And I only reason I say that is you can play NBA 2K on it. You can play MLB The Show on it. You can play RBI Baseball on it. You can play FIFA on it. You can play Football Club. They're still making the new Football Club for Switch. And they have never released an NFL football game on Switch. And it's bizarre. Like, I don't get it. There's a couple things I'm surprised never came to Switch Online, like Super Mario RPG. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they they had a pretty good run where they were releasing that on virtual consoles for a bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're working on a remake. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I'm trying to think of like any like ports, any of the old ports from like last gen, like early last gen or like 360. Like, I think you could have done, like, GTA 4 on Switch. Um, I think you could do Batman on Switch. That's a good one, actually. Uh, really, are there? I don't think so. I don't think there's, like, no Batman games on Switch. Um, Ubisoft stuff, like, there's no Far Cry on Switch. And you'd think with all that they've done, that you know, that they try to put something out. Um, Tomb Raider. 
you know, just like some of those really good brands, franchises that sell really well, there are some early last gen stuff that I think you could bring over. You could pour it to the switch with its with its popularity and its success, and you'd sell a few million copies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's just not worth it for some people. I, I think it's been it's been nice to see Bethesda support Switch as long as it has. But yeah, Nintendo for as the thing that bothers me about the Switch in general is like the Wii. It sold so well and it's been so successful. And Nintendo's mantra has always been, well, if we sell a console that sells enough, then third parties will come. And the Switch did, and a lot of third parties still didn't come, which makes me worry or wonder, like, do they are they just not interested? Do they just not think there's a market? Or is Nintendo just not doing enough, you know, to get their their support as like maybe some of the other the other folks are for the platform. I don't know, but I would have, if you would have told me b- before the switch launched that the switch is going to sell 150 million consoles after the Wii U, I would have thought we'd be living back in the days of the DS and the Wii where we had call of duty and battlefield mm-hmm. and Batman mm-hmm. and all the sports games and all the third party support we could ever want. And the switch has third party support. I don't mean to say it's lacking. It's just not a lot. You know, it's very, it's usually very late and it's very hit and miss, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. We got, we got Assassin's Creed. We got all the Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> Every one of those damn things over. Uh, but yeah. Um, our last question comes from Jay. He says, what Nintendo game have you spent the most time playing and do you think Tears of the Kingdom will top it? Good question to end on. I have tried calculating this in my head a lot. I, I, I never, I mean, I, in newer consoles, we have the ability to see like our time played. In older consoles, we don't. So I'm always trying to weigh, like I know that I've played Breath of the Wild probably for like 300 hours between all of my different playthroughs. Yeah. I don't know if that's more than like I've ever played Wind Waker because I've played Wind Waker a bunch of times, (laughs) you know, like it's probably, it's probably not as long as that. I don't think. What about on, on the switch? Just on your most played game on the switch. It's probably Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because I think definitely (laughs) it is hard to calculate because I know I have a ton of hours on like, you know, games that I grew up with and continue to come back to time and time again, like A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time yeah. and the early Pokemon games. Like, I mean, I, I must have a thousand hours in some of those at this point on the Switch where it's like countable, you know, on a single game file. Um, my greatest is Animal Crossing New Horizons. I mm. have a lot of hours yeah, it just soaks up time that's a good one and that yeah. game, i don't even know what it's at i don't know what it's at but it's in the several hundred i don't think tears of the kingdom will top it because for breath of the wild i have less than that i have maybe 200 hours in that game which i think is still a lot if you only get 200 hours out yeah, of any game like that's in, that's an insane amount of time so mm-hmm. i think it'll be at least that for tears of the kingdom 
but playing, you know, 500 hours of it, it's like, I, I don't know. It's a lot. It would take a very long time, like years and years and years. When I beat Breath of the Wild the first time, I remember, I think it was about 75 hours. And then I played it again. I've gone through it three times. And then there's been several points over the years where I've just got in it and played for some, you know, for no reason to walk around and just do stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm 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 at least over the 200 hour mark, probably closer to 300 mark. I've also system transferred and shared with Jack that it's you know it's hard to keep up with, but I know I'm yeah. at least over 200 hours in Breath of the Wild. You last time you made me realize that like instead of replaying Breath of the Wild, I want to do what you're gonna do and just reacquaint myself with the world. Yeah. Specifically, I want to boot it up and go back to the Farron Woods area and look at all of the Zonai relics and ruins and things like that. And because I feel like, you know, I obviously saw all of that stuff when I was playing it, but I didn't really know what it was at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that, you know, it's gonna be such a focus in Tears of the Kingdom, we think I uh, want to go back and look at that again and see what I notice. Yeah, that's good. You know, the first time I, the first time I beat breath of the wild, you know, I think the fair and woods was maybe my least <gasps> visited place on the entire map. I love that area. I love no, the I woods. Do too. I love foresty. I remember when I finally came across and I was like, what is, what is all that? <laughs> like I was just surprised. And I, I remember, I think um, what led me there I think I was farming like super bananas or something nearby. There's like a spot there where you can get like a bunch. Hardy durians. That's it. Yeah. And I was like, I needed a bunch and it brought me there. And I was just like, look at all this stuff around. And I, and I remember when I finally started doing some quests and I remember I found like a couple of the shrines and like, you go to like the waterfall, you start seeing all the sculptures. And I was just like, I really, it may be like my least knowledgeable part of the whole map. Wow. It's just that area because I just didn't spend all now on the second time I went, the second time I went, I think I started there. My okay. second playthrough. I was like, I'm gonna because I wanted to go somewhere different. Um, but yeah. One of the dragons hangs out around there a lot, on the waterfalls. Yeah. yeah. I just really like the aesthetic of like the jungle waterfall yeah. rivers. It's very hot and mm-hmm. swampy. You almost get the feel like you feel the heat. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a really good look. Humid. Yeah, humid, it's humid. Yeah uh tears of the kingdom i don't it's hard to i don't know i don't know because on one hand the game looks more story focused than ever which makes me think it has to adopt some amount of linearity which means that maybe you'll find the ending sooner than you than maybe i did in breath of the wild because it was just kind of so obtuse that said there's infinite amounts of things to do apparently in tears of the kingdom in terms of all this building and the world is so much bigger and the underground is so like there's all this other stuff what if what if tears of the kingdom has like actual post-game content what if there's like in-game loops like what if there's something there to keep you invested and keep you playing um post the story credits like if if there is i could blow that number way up (laughs) don't get too hopeful don't get too hopeful there's never really been anything like that in zelda i know but i i i you're right i just that trailer also looked like a lot of things that have never been in zelda before you know like i don't you know there's a big part of me that's just like i don't know where we're really going with tears of the kingdom it looks like a lot it looks like a lot that they've done to this game who knows 
Who knows? Maybe you reviewers will get hands on soon and we'll get at least, I don't want to know anything, but I would love to know like some parameters, you know, like I would love, I would love some more awareness of this game. I would love to hear a reviewer be like, I beat this game in 50 hours or 150. hours. I, I would love to just have some basics. Yeah. I, I hope that review copies start going out soon. Well, if they don't, you like can always get a- one because apparently they're leaking early. Have you seen those? It's actual that's people. all fake. It's all fake. If you looked, yes, that's fake. I don't there know. are display copies at the stores. And one of those screenshots where they had it digitally, it, they had God of War on the game next to it. Like anybody can put an icon on their Switch. Okay. Until you see leaked gameplay, don't believe it. Like okay. you're really going to leak it and just show the icon. Like what I was following was it like a copy of the game i saw somebody that said that they had got early access yeah it was db geek and he is a troll and came out and said ha 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 it was just supposed to be in my inner circle he got us then yeah yeah 20 days anybody can print it out and put it like he didn't show the game card he didn't show any of the footage like shut up how do you even review a game like this in 20 days i couldn't i think about that you think about that when you play breath of the wild like i think about that like if i put myself back in those shoes and it's 2016 and i'm about to get you know, like new zelda game and it's like you've got f- two weeks to beat this game and publish a review for it it's like how is that even possible i feel like it would have been so underserving breath of the wild if i don't get it early i'm like hesitant to want to review it because i don't want the time pressure on me if, right like, of course if it's not it's, early it's <laughs> underserving the game experience like if you yeah so I guess what I'm trying to point out is if you're under a time crunch to make a day one review and you mainline Breath of the Wild and that's your review, your review sucks. Yeah. Like that's a shitty review. I do remember Wild. a lot of reviews, you know, said there's so much here that, you know, my couple of weeks with it was not enough time to make a dent. And, you know, here's my impressions. Here's the score that I'm giving it right now. But I'm, there's still a lot for me, you know, to experience and cover. And I feel like that speaks that speaks for itself, you know, because I think if you can get like a ton of enjoyment out of a game at, without even beating it, like that's fine. Sure, sure. I would rather see stuff like that than, you know, I race to the end to finish yeah. this game so I can have the review. For I think you. that's if I do get an early copy, that's how I would approach it. Yeah, I'd almost rather have like here's our my impressions of day one. Here's how far I've made it in my two weeks of time with the game, you know, like I'm not even, I'm barely scratching the surface of this thing. Yeah. Because I want, I want, I want people to play it. It's admirable, I guess, for reviewers to do that. Like I, yeah. there's a part of me that, or not just me, I think there's a part of generally sometimes when you're not like on the inside, you can be like, man, you know, I'm envious of folks like yourself or anybody that's like, man, they could access this game. I wish I had it. And then I think about it, but I'm like, no, I, I'm not. I don't. That's the least thing that I want to do. Also, with a game like, like, there's this. not just like rushing through. It's like a full time thing to be playing like a 50, 60 hour game in a week. Yeah. And to write the review. You're and God in. forbid you get stuck on a part and don't know how to beat it because there's no guides. You're the guy. No resources. Yeah. If you're struggling with a boss that you just can't like figure out the right strategy for, or, you know, this not- is the reason. That Majora's Mask is my least favorite Zelda game because it goes against everything that I want from a Zelda game. I want to be left alone. I want to be 
on my own. I want to go and do my own thing. I want to go find, you know, I want to go make my own oyster. I want to leave me alone. Let me go get lost and let me go do whatever I want. I want that freedom. I've always, that's like, that's like my thing in a Zelda game. And like the idea of like, Hey, you've got 13 days. We need a review. I'd almost pass. I'd like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm not interested in doing that. <laughs> you got somebody else for this? Cause I, I would hate for that to be my experience with a game like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's completely valid. And I feel that way too. Yeah. But anyway, 19 days, the countdown begins. 19 days. Seems so soon. It's so 21 close. 21 days until I see Taylor. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a hell of a weekend. Oh, my God. You have no idea. Do I have to find a replacement for Shaq that weekend? I think Garrett said he would come on that weekend. Okay. I was like, are you going to make it? I don't know. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. Is that is that Breath of the, is that Breath of the Wild's weekend? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I may already have a guest lined up. You and Garrett and whoever else. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I might take off. And then you can hear my thoughts the next week because I'll be dead. <laughs> Especially if I reviewed it. That's true. You'll be so tired. You're fall asleep at the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> Not a chance. You'd be like weekend at Bernie's. We'll just strap you to a dolly and just like stand you up there. No. Try my eyes nothing. open so I can see her. I took off on Monday from work. That's smart. Because the concert's Sunday. You should have probably just taken the week off. <laughs> I, I, there's no way I can. My job, I can't take a week off. I took, I think I took that Monday off as well. I didn't want to smart. take that Friday off because I think I've got some meetings, but Monday. I was like, no, I'll go to work Friday and I'll just be late yeah. getting into, into Zelda. But then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'll be playing Zelda. Sorry. Excited. Yeah, go check out my advanced words review, guys, and go check out the Twitter trend that I'm trying to start, the hashtag T-O-T-K countdown, 19 days. I'm so excited. What? (laughs) What? I have no phrase, no sneaky phrase to, to put in. You know, I would, I would, I would make it so obvious. Like, let's be real. All right. Is that it? That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all. Peace, Googlings. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? (laughs) 